everybody, welcome back to Waves of Change, where we invite you to explore Asian American psychology with us. I am Diana Chu. And I'm Dr. Mankit Lee, and we're both therapists here in San Francisco. So Diana, we have a very, very touchy topic to talk about today. It's very <laughs> close to home. So uh, so on Facebook, uh, one of the, the members on Facebook, Julie Zhu, uh, yeah, Julie Zhu, she shared a story, a very touching story, about how she tore up her honor certificate in front of her mother. <gasps> it's it's pretty intense, right? And then on the same post she made, there was like several thousand responses of people saying, hey, you know, I feel you. I have that similar experience. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks that just really identify with her experience. So long story short, a little sum, a little background. So Julie is a very accomplished artist and very accomplished. Uh, she won many awards for her artwork. However, her parents always wanted to her wanted her to do something more, you know, quote unquote, more conventional, right? Accountant, nursing, I guess, some more conventional yeah. Asian jobs, if you will. And she's like, "No, mom, I want to do you know art. I want to be you know be an artist." So e- even after she accomplished so much with her art and she got you know certificates and recognition, her mother still regarded her as someone who has failed because she failed mm. to you know. She, get money to a more conventional way. Now, I personally have experienced this myself. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's pretty intense. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess me too in some sense. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But my parents kind of like stopped me from that path. <laughs> Wait, stop, stop you from going to become an artist? Is that is that the path? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, okay. you know, like I, I, I love theater uh, when I was young. And mm-hmm. I'm a drama therapist now i still remember back then when i really want to go to you know like a, a school which is like apa in hong kong it's like a academy of arts in hong kong and it's not like a, a university it's like a certification program but it's the only you know program in hong kong that it's like the best ones right mm-hmm. and my parents are just like no you cannot apply to that right oh wow um yeah yeah that 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 does happen, you know. So, what was that like um, for you? What was it like for you, like to be told no that you cannot, that you're not going to do that? Well, the thing is, you were young. I was young. How how young? Then, like eighteen, you know, seventeen, eighteen. Okay. Uh, when you apply to these kind of things, right? And so when you know you're still depending on your parents financially, um, and for for you know shelter and food. So when they say no. You're kind of like, okay, fine. I'm going to look into something else. So I personally have to work around it. So I went all the way to Toronto and have a degree in psychology, double majoring in Mm -hmm. in psychology and theater. And so it's like whenever I told my parents, I'm just like, I am in, you know, like, you know, uh, in Toronto, uh, majoring in psychology and in you know, like oh, so okay, so it's a little hush, hush, a little toned down yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but besides from that, how what what what? How do you feel at the time? Right, like I imagine eighteen year old Diana having all these aspirations to be an artist and to be in the theater, and then like just kind of got shut down there. I, I can't imagine mm-hmm. that feeling too good. It's it doesn't feel good at all. Mm-hmm. But um, you like I back then thought they have a better plan. Oh, so. Okay. They know better in some sense, right? And so, um, but at the same time, I worked around it, 
right? I, I try to still achieve my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm a drama therapist, right? They cannot say I cannot make money now, right? <laughs> look I, at me now, I, mom. Look, What's look up? Look at me now. Like, <laughs> I, I now heal people and, you know. You, you um, sure do. <laughs> so, so, so I think there's always a way, you know, to make sure that you can fulfill some parts of your desire. Mm-hmm. And and combination of like the expectation of family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I also up. sense there's like a sense of um, you have to sacrifice a part of yeah. that fantasy as well to yeah. kind of accommodate for your parents' expectations mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But that's kind of intense, Julie. Like tearing the you know like you could even hear the sound i, I don't know why just imagine <laughs> so cathartic it's just such a uh, such a korean drama moment yeah right Can you imagine if i like tear tear some like paper right now at this moment just like uh, i don't know that's feels how's it feel very... when you did that how did it feel because i felt i, I felt vindicated when you did that <laughs> It's like it's like a very emotional. Oh, that you know, felt so vindicating. Very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> like experience. Tell me like more. What came up for you? Like 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 that act of tearing up that 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 certificate. What you imagine Julie experienced? It's um, it's kind of like a a gesture of showing mm. her mother mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. of her inner frustration and mm. also. The pain, you know, you worked mm-hmm. so hard on something and you destroy something that, you know, means a lot to you, right? There's so mm-hmm. much pain in there. Yeah. I also feel like it's a, it's a destruction of part of the self. And I want to argue that it's a destruction of the part of self that shapes our identity based on our parents' um attitude and and, and mm. understanding of us right this idea of destroying the part of herself uh that 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 um gauges her self-worth based on her parent. now again it's a very asian thing to do right like mm-hmm. oh it's it's we it's mom or dad are they gonna praise me right are they gonna mm-hmm. be proud of me approval right? approval it's, that's the right word yeah, that's the lord i'm looking for approval so i feel like that t- tearing of the paper is kind of a cathartic release of of going. I'm going to let this part of my 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 childhood where I very much need the approval to to slip away to, to go to die essentially, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's inc- I imagine it's incredibly painful. It's like ripping out a part of who you are. Yeah. So I feel deeply for Julie. It seems that like you'd resonate that, Lee. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think I, I shared this before, like. My parents are dentists. Like my mom and my dad are both dentists. My grandfather Ooh. and my grandmother are, are dentists. And then goes back many of generations. This is all dentist. And then so I'm Lee, like, why are you not a dentist? So there's a joke that I tell people that said that, well, I want to go about five inches higher. <laughs> <laughs> five inches higher. Five inches higher. Yeah. That you know, dentists have one of the highest suicide rates. As a no but way, yeah, dentists we they, they 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 don't like to they kill themselves, and I can see why. I mean, like, when was the last time you're like, man, I'm so excited to see my dentist? It's like I'm super excited to go to the dough. Everyone's like super yeah. scared coming to see a dentist, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It just 
I'm and also, like, they always have back pains because they always have to like kind of like put their necks down. Oh yeah, to, dentists like, work really, really hard. I mean, they get paid yeah. well, but they work really hard. Yeah. I mean, and I know my little brother is going to be a dentist. <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 wild, but Does no, he really wants <laughs> to be one. You know, I, I really question him sometimes, but it's, it sounds like he does. He worked really, really hard to, he got into dental school and he worked really hard to get into dental school. And he just, he likes, he likes working with his hands. You know, he, he just liked that kind of stuff. And I do right. not like that. So I don't know when I, when I was growing up, I, I was expected because I'm the older son, right? I'm expected to kind mm-hmm. of take over my parents' dental practice. Um, but when I hit around like, when I was in like 18, 19, I was like, yes, I'm going to be a dentist. I'm going to do it. And it was not out of like, oh, I'm interested in dentistry, but it's almost like a like a giving up of the self, kind of mm-hmm. like foregoing my dream. And then this this idea of like, oh, I'll become a dentist and then I'll become a video game designer. I don't know why that was my fantasy back then, but it was. It was my goal. Like I'm, just, I'm gonna do this, get this dentist thing out of the way, so I can just do yeah. what I want. But um, yeah, check the boxes. That yeah, why not? Why not? Right, yeah. just be the good son. And when I was in college, um, I hated it. That I, I, I hate, I hated it really bad. Like so I don't. You tried. I did for like a semester, and then and, and and I um did not like it, and I became a f- secretly became a philosophy major. Mm. And I love philosophy. And then I start to gravitate towards psychology because I'm like, why is my parents always angry at something? Mm. You know? And I and that's how I ended up here where I am. But yeah. long story short. So in short, some sense, like in, in your parents' you know, eyes, Lee, are you a failure then? I was. I was. How I, about I, now? No. Do you know why? Because I'm Dr. Lee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it does help to have a doctor in front of your it name. It does. Okay. I told them when I become when I get my doctor, they can call me Dr. Lee or they can call me Dr. Sun. They, they can pick one. They can pick one. <laughs> now of course I'm kidding. No. Um yeah, that's it's and I think what it comes down to is the reason why parents are, are dentists, I don't think they choose to be dentists, I think. I think that option was never really available to them. It's either you become a dentist or you don't eat, right? So when I choose not to be a dentist, I think it it brings up fears of like, are we going to starve? Is he going to is he going to be able to feed himself? Is this a yeah? This a because thing? they are trying to use their own mm-hmm. you know like construct of self and desire on mm-hmm. you or actually construct of safety actually yeah construct of safety yeah that too. So I imagine for Julie. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with her mother, but I can also kind of see where she might, or theorize where she might be coming from, where she want you know Julie to be safe. But mm. with safety, does come with immense sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and that's like something that, especially in this day and age, safety is like primal. You know, yeah, and yeah. um, because of the uncertainty of the world, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, so the risk taking piece, um, depending on the family, depending on the individual, like you might be able to take more risk because you have you feel more safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but vice versa, you take less risk um, by going onto an occupation which is more, you know, like um, 
stable or, or, or like traditional, um, to fulfill that emotional safety need. Absolutely. And we might even dare to kind of touch in touch on like, uh, attachment theory. What? Mm. But when you this idea of that, if you have secure attachment, you're more open to venture out, right? Yeah. The, the, um, Stranger situation test, a little kid with secure attaches, wander around the room, trying on different things. But unfortunately, a lot of us don't have that. So we're, you know, mm-hmm. stick to tradition. And when we kind of go out of that tradition, um, that culture exploitation, then, you know, we incur shame. And I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of us API folks, millennial API folks have been dealing with for yeah. many, many years. So yeah. what do you think, Dr. Lee? Um, if uh, someone in in the same shoe of Julie, like, is it a good idea to tear up your certificate in, in, in front of your mom to, you know, like make a gesture? Um, what do you suggest? I don't think it's a, a good idea or not good idea. I think it needed to happen. Mm. Something cathartic needs to happen. I don't know what for her specifically, that particular action needed to happen. Mm. And the reason why I need it to happen is because the tearing up of certificate, it's not, it's not in a vacuum. It's mm-hmm. um, a combination of a lot of many, many years of resentment and frustration that kind mm. of adds to that. And that's how it needs to present itself. And I think it presented itself perfectly, mm-hmm. encapsulated whatever needs to happen perfectly. So I think a, a more a better question might be if there is somebody right there's an audience here anyone who's kind of facing similar challenges where they want to do this and their parents want them to do something else like what what can be done and i i I really in this sense cliche i do think therapy can be immensely helpful Right now, yeah, therapy can be immensely helpful. There are, I think, a, a, mm-hmm, a culturally sensitive therapist, maybe potentially coming from a similar similar background and understanding that you have, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would would help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you say more? Like, how what what do you imagine? How would that help particularly? I think the cultural piece here is really important because mm-hmm. uh, for Asian Americans or API folks, you know, like there's a lot of subtleties of um you know how our cultural you know self impact our decisions um and so having a therapist which is culturally you know uh identified or experienced in the culture that you're in um to provide that kind of therapy have a bigger holding space potentially and um mm-hmm. the the healing process might be a little bit different when compared to, you know, someone who are not similar to your culture. Because, like, I think in Western psychology, a lot of times the training and the focus is on individualism, you know, like you you do what you want, um, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can just imagine, like, uh, I just can imagine, like, an individual, like, therapist, but, like, yeah, Julie, don't listen to your mom. Be your own woman. You know, like, stand up to her. Boundaries. That's, that's. Not how it works with Asian folks, though. Right? Yeah, because it's more intricate than that. It's much right? more intricate than that. It's not like yeah. you versus me is us versus us. Yeah, there's right? so much 
shame and pain and you know like in there and right so much to, uh, you know like and, and it's like a very collective kind of like grief as well i think her tearing up that certificate and posting it on you know like the facebook group subtle asian traits you know it's cathartic not only for her mm-hmm. but it's cathartic for the community oh yes and she's so brave for doing something like that that takes mm-hmm. inc- immense courage to be that vulnerable in such platform. Yeah. Yeah. And she needs the, the support and attention as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, it's also very, it's also very sad to hear painful. that. Very painful. Yeah. That, that some folks have to reach to like reach that level of um, discouragement and then suffering before recognition is it's given, but kind of going back to the point of like what can be done, right? Let's well, let's focus on what can be done. I th- I do agree with you very much that uh, a culturally sensitive and culturally humbled therapist can provide immense support for someone like Julie. I also want to suggest that. Um, a cultural uh, therapeutic goal where the, the the goal is not to individuate in a Western sense, but the goal is to um, synthesize, if you will, mm. right? Western and Eastern ideals and find a workable middle ground. And also a way that it to, to kind of, because underneath everything we're discussing is a idea of the shame, idea of shame, yeah? And a way of a treating shame that is different than a very individualistic way. And I hear it in, in the West, if you will, we treat shame by like trying to get rid of it, like an STI, like, you know, this will eliminate shame. You know, like, by shame in one Healing week. Shame right Healing now. shame, get rid of shame one week. But things like shame has been a part of Chinese culture for a long time, right? Confusion culture, shame is incredibly important in terms of keeping folks quote unquote in check or like kind of uh, regulating social roles to motivate, right? I mean, I think for me, I personally don't like shame, but as I'm researching more into confusion history and, you know, cultural understanding of what shame is, um, I, I'm starting to see its function. And I feel mm-hmm. like if we are to continue to emphasize on the elimination, or insist on the elimination of shame, uh, it's we're creating kind of a therapy that is not conducive to Asian American mm-hmm. psychology. Yeah, because shame has been around for so many years. Ooh, like so and, many years. And it it kind of like, it, it's like a spectrum, right? Like just uh-huh. like anxiety. Anxiety actually is a good thing if it's, you know, mild because it motivates you. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of like, um, I'm anxious about this presentation, right? Mm-hmm. It pushes you to, um, you know, do something about it. Mm-hmm. But over the spectrum of ang- anxiety, then it will be different. I think shame is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some kind of, uh, you know, uh, a mechanism that pushes someone you know the person in a collective self um to do better yeah well to do better or to i don't know uh, conform to conform more <laughs> to conform, to conform, to conform yeah. let's be real let's conform but then again is conformity really that bad right and is it possible to have a balance of conformity and individualism 
Mm. You know, a, a functional. Now we're in philosophy. Now we're in philosophy, and this is why I'm not a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, everybody,、uh, thank you so much for joining us. Please do subscribe and join、yeah. us every single week here at Waves of Change, where we talk about Asian American psychology. And please and remember, also, go ahead. And also, Julie, if you're listening, reach out to us, and we would love to talk more about it with you. <laughs> we would love to chat with you. I I just I just can't do any dental work for you. I'm sorry, but anything else, I'm good. All right, thank you so much, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.